Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Chavav. We will begin on Chaf Bet. In the middle of the page, at the parentheses, the first word on the line is Mara. Uh, today's Daf is a Zuchut for our anonymous sponsor, as well as the Rufuah Shalima. May she have a Rufuah Shalima. B'chol Gidea, B'chol Evarea, B'toch Shalacholea, Machai Yisrael. As well as for success for the anonymous sponsors, wife and children. Says the Gemara, we have Chanin, Chatne, start, we're going to start right after the parentheses. Rav Chanin Chatne, Debein Nesiyah. Rav Chanin was the son-in-law of the Nasi. He had no children. Ba'i Rachmani, Rav Chanin prayed. V'havale, and he had a child. Ha'hu Yoma, on the day he had a child, Da'havale, Nach Nafshe, he passed away. So the father passed away on the day his child was born. A certain, uh, a certain speaker at a funeral got up and said the following: Gladness switched to sorrow. Sason viagon nidbaku. Happiness and wailing connected. Be'et at the time of the happiness ne'enach he was sighing. Bet Chaninato, at the time when he was he was happy, Chaninato Avad Chanino, he lost his his uh, favor. Asikule Chanan Al Shmeh, they called the child Chanan on the name of his father. Another story. Mm-hmm. These are all stories telling you about different eulogies that were considered good ones. Kinach Nafshed Yochanan. Patach Aleh Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Elazar. Rabbi Yitzchak said the following statement: Kasher Hayom LiYisrael Kiyom Bal Shemesh Patzavrayim. Today is a hard day for the Jews, like a, like the day when the sun sets at midday. The sun sets at noon. Tichtiv Vayah Bayom Ahu Veveti Hashemesh Patzavrayim. It says when when uh, Yoshiah passed away. Yoshiah was one of the kings of Yehuda. I think he's the sixteenth king after. And he was actually a good king, and he was one of the last very, very good kings. And he passed away in a battle, and they said when it ha- what happened to Chai, he was 39, they said it was like the day, it was like the sun setting at midday. Like it says, and I'll bring the sun down on midday. Yochanan himself was the one who said that, that that's referring to when Yoshiao died. And now we're using it on him. He's saying that when he died, it was also another, another thing about the same death of Yochanan. Ami sat Shiva, even though he wasn't the son. And Shloshim. Rav Ami is on his own opinion, but nobody agrees with him that you have to sit seven days for a person's Rebbe. Rebbe quotes Rebbe Yochanan, even if your Rebbe taught you all your wisdom, 
And Roshav El Yom Echad Bavad. The most you ever sit is a one day sitting. You never sit seven days and thirty days. And therefore, he wants to say that Rabbi Ami was wrong because even Rabbi Yochanan, who he's sitting for, is the rabbi who's quoted as saying that you never supposed to do more than one day, even if it's a rabbi. Okay? Kinachnam Shetan Rizayah, when Rizayah passed away, Patachlelosav, that a certain uh, eulogizer said the, the following eulogy. Eret Shin'ad Halavi'alada. We had this Gemara in Masechetanit, land of Shin'ad, means, means Babylonia, Hara got pregnant, Vialada and gave birth. Eret Tzvi, the land of Eret Yisrael, Kidlash HaShoeha, raised its delights, which means that Uzeira had been born in Babel, and he grew up in Eret Yisrael, so he mentioned that it was, it was born in Shin'ad, and grown up in Israel, right? Oynala Amarakat, woe is to us, Says Rakat, which we learned last time was Tveria. Because you lost your precious um, vessels. And therefore, Rebzeira is calling, mentioning a couple of things, mentioning that Rebzeira is, is a precious vessel and that it's a big loss to the city. When Rebbe Abu passed away, the pillars of Kesaria started having water come out. These are interesting things that happened when big rabbis passed away, natural phenomenons that caused um, people to realize that uh, they lost a great rabbi. Okay, Number one, the pillars of Kesari started um, uh, letting water out, which means that they started, moisture came out of the pillars. The, the stones were, were crying. And Rabbi Yossi passed away, the gutters in Sipori had blood coming out of them, which means that there was reddish water coming out of the the the, the, the gutters. The Rabbi Yaakov, when Yaakov passed away, they were able to see the stars during the day. So it's like Yom Ba Shemesh the day, the day when the sun set at midday. Jerobasi, when Rabasi passed away, it akukolina, all the all the trees were uprooted. Jerobchia, when Rabchia passed away, Nechitu Kipi Dinura Merkia. Asteroids came down from the heavens. Okay. Fiery asteroids. Jerob Nachman Simai, Rachman Sai passed away. Ishtau Salmana Bahavala Machsala. All the idols. That were in town got knocked down and flattened. The monuments of the dead kings were chopped off. They used to about worship them, they used to chop them down. When Yashiv passed away, 70 tunnels were dug in Naradai to steal from people's houses, which means that. He had been protecting the town from burglaries, and now all the burglaries started again when the rabbi passed away. The rabbi also passed away. The bridges broke, and they touched each other. Okay? The rabbi passed away. The bridge over the, over the Diglat River broke. 
The palm trees started having thorns come out of them. Okay? That would show that the reason why they had good good crops beforehand was in the zechut of Ramashashia. That's what Rabbanan we learned in the Brighta. The following rips, you're not allowed to, when you rip it, you're not allowed to uh, sew it back. If you rip for a person ripping for his parents, or your Rebbe taught you Torah, or Nasi on the, the prince, or hearing bad news, or if you hear someone who curses Hashem, you hear, you hear that a sefer to like a burnt. Or when you see the cities of Yehuda, the cities in Israel that got destroyed, that you, you, or watch it, or sing Yerushalayim. And you rip for the Beit HaMikdash, and you add a little more to the rip when you see Yerushalayim. Okay, so it's, that's the Brighta. Now the Gemara is going to cl- analyze the Brighta to find the source of the Brighta. Says the Gemara, Aviv v'rabo shalom do Torah minayin. How do we know that a parent or a rebbe who taught you Torah, you have to rip your garment? Nechti, because Basuk says this Basuk is talking when Elisha Hanavi saw his rebbe Eliyahu Navi fly up to Shemayim in a, in a, in a fiery chariot. Okay. That's how Eliyahu Navi never died. He went up to Shemayim in a fiery chariot. But when he saw that, Elisha, his student, cried out the following cry. He says, Elisha no ev humetzek avi avi rechev selav rashav. He saw and he yelled out, My father, my father, you're the you're the, the chariot of the Jews and the horsemen, which means you're just like uh the 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 protection of physical protection of a country is with its army, and the chariots and the horsemen are the protection of the country. So too, like are the tanks nowadays. So too the rabbis are the tanks of, of Kaisa, because they're, they're protecting the country with their Torah. Right? So he calls out that, that Eliyahu was like, was like that. And he says, Aviv, Aviv, he says, my father, my father, we learned that when your father actually passes away, or your mother actually passes away, you have to rip your clothes. Rechem Shabbat your tank of the Jews, said, Abba, that's referring to his Rebbe, who's the tank, because he taught him Torah. Mar says, my mash, how do we see? Kim Targim Yosef, Rebbe, Rebbe, the Tavla, only Yisnael, B'Tzalota, Menetikin, Ubrashav. Rebbe Yosef translated this Pasuk in Targum, and he says, Father, Father means Rebbe, Rebbe, who proved, who was better for the Jews with his prayers than tanks. So, okay, so who told you that you're not allowed to rip, uh, who told you that when you rip on these people that you're not allowed to sew it back? Says the Gemara, because it says by Elisha, it says that he took his clothes and he ripped him into two ripped pieces. Oh, so it says the Gemara, now it says that he ripped him. Obviously, he ripped him into two pieces. What's the point of saying that he ripped him into two pieces? So you say he ripped him. We know he ripped him into two. When you rip him, then you rip him into two. So he says, We see from here that when he rips them, has to stay two forever. You can't sew it back. And that's how we know you can't sew them back. Because otherwise, it's extra words. Okay? Eliyahu Chayhu. 
How can you learn a proof from this case? But Eliyahu Navi didn't die. So, so ha- whatever he mourned, he mourned when he mourned. But you're learning the laws about mourning from a case of someone who didn't die. Says the Gemara, Amale, Kemen Dechtiv Vlora Uhu Od, Ligabidide Kemet Dami. Since Elisha Navi never saw him again, so for him it's like he's dead. Elisha knew that he's going to, he's not going to see him anymore, and therefore to him it's the same thing like he died. Yes, he didn't die, but we're not, we're not, we weren't crying for him anyway, we're crying for ourselves. The reason why a person mourns when someone passes away is not because something, you feel bad for the person who passed away. You feel bad for yourself. The person's doing great. So therefore, the fact that Eliyahu didn't die makes no difference to Elisha. In fact, what we are, anyway, a person cries when you're never going to see him again. You're never going to see him again, so that's it. Okay? Nasiv shim How do we know if you have a nasi or an abbatin or, or a bad... Bad news. How do we know that a person mourns? The Basuk says, when David heard that Shaul HaBelech passed away with his two sons in a battle, it says, David grabbed his garment, he ripped his garments and all the people with him. And they made a eulogy, and they cried, and they fasted until the evening. Why did they do this? Al Shaul, Al Yonatan, Beno, Val Amashem, Val Betzelkin, Avul Baharev. On Shaul, on his son Yonatan, and on the, the, the nation of the Jews, that they, they die by the sword. Shaul, Zenasi, that's referring to the Nasi. Yonatan, Zenabetin, Amashem, Val Betzel, Elush Motot, that's if you hear bad news of the Jews. Okay? So we see all those things in this Pasuk. Maybe you have to wait till you have all, all these things happen. Because you see, David cried when Shaul, Yonatan, and most of the Jews died. Okay, a lot of the Jews in battle died. Okay, now we're learning from here that in any of these three things, Abbatin or Nasi, any of these things, you you have to rip your garments. That's a nice thing. But David did it when every, all the things happened. And you're doing it when any of the things happened. Who told you that you could do when any of the things happened? Maybe you need all three together for in, order to, in order to warrant such a response. Mm-hmm. Right? The only the pasuk you said mentions all three things happening. And you're saying, oh, so you see from here that when any of them happened. Well, who said? Right? It says, he ripped him uh, he ripped him on Shaul, on Yonatan, and on Amashem. This Al, on, is teaching you that each one works on their own. That had there been only one, you would have done it for each one. Got it? Got it. Okay. says, Do we actually rip our gar- garments when we hear very bad news? They told Shmuel, we know when they told him that Shapur, the king, killed 12,000 Jews in Megizah's Kesaria, Shmuel didn't rip his clothes. They only do it when most of the, Jew, most of the Jews passed away, or most of a whole Shevet passed away. But 12,000 wasn't enough. 
and therefore he didn't rip his clothes. Yeah. Did so when when you have bad news, um, it's only when most of the of a shevet passed away, or most of the whole class passed away. I guess Holocaust, something like that, but not. No. And it seems like that's what happened when Shaul died. When we can tell Shaul Malka you die, we ask the story, how can you tell me that Shaul Malka killed 12,000 Jews? I thought he didn't kill Jews. One time Shmuel was there, and Shaul Malka told him, He said, I'm going to get rewarded from God because I never killed a Jew. He killed 12,000. Says the Gemara. You're right. When he said he didn't kill Jews, he means he didn't kill Jews for no reason. But those guys, they deserved it, the 12,000. Why? From the noise of, of music that was coming out of this town, when they rebelled, um, the walls of the city of Lutka broke. So you see that they were happy in rebelling against King Shapur. And when you rebel against the king, you can't be shocked when he comes back and he, he uh, wipes you out. When he, meant, when he said he didn't kill any Jews, he meant he didn't kill Jews who didn't deserve it. And how do we know that if you hear someone cursing Hashem, that you need to rip your garments? V'yavo ha'sofer it said, it happened was the Chizkiah, the, the king, was also a Jewish king who was very, very religious and very holy. Mm-hmm. And the, the general outside the city was uh, fighting the Jews. And they said that he sent the guy to, to curse Hashem. So when the guy cursed Hashem, the people who heard it were these guys, Eliakim, and they came to the king and they were their garments were ripped. So we see from there, if their garments were ripped, that means that you have to rip your garments when you hear someone curse Hashem. We learned in a bright time. Whether you heard the guy curse Hashem, whether you heard someone who heard, you still need to read, rip. But the Edim don't have to rip. Because they heard, they ripped it ready when they heard the, the original thing happened. Meaning, let's say two witnesses are coming to court. They're testifying that the guy cursed Hashem. The Edim is going to rip when they hear the news. Because they heard it from, from a listener. But first one heard it ready, so they, they don't have to. What? It'll more, you just rip the clothes, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mara says, Who cares that they, they ripped already? They heard it again, they should rip again. You can't learn like that. Why? My success. When King Chizkiyahu heard, he ripped his clothes. The king ripped, but the, the am lo but the people didn't rip. How do we know you can't rip it up? We have a kizira shava kiriya kiriya 
from the other case where the guy could have ripped also. What about, we said that you, <coughs> you rip when you hear that a sefer got burnt. How do we know? This, what happened was, when they told Yoyakim, if I'm not mistaken, is the son or grandson of Yoshiao, who we mentioned before was a tzaddik, but he wasn't. And this king cut out a piece of the, uh, of the Megillah that they were reading, and he threw it into the fires. And it says that they ripped their garments, right? And therefore we learned that, that when, when the Torah school gets burned, you have to rip your garments. In the Pasuk we just mentioned, why does it say that he had that, that, that he read three Pasuks and four Pasukim? It says when he read three Pasukim, he didn't burn it. And then the fourth Pasuk he burned it. What does that mean? They told you, It says, Yemiyahu wrote, they told him, Yemiyahu wrote, he's an Avi, and he wrote a Sefer, it's called the Book of Echa. The Book of Echa that we read on Shabbat was written by Yirmiyah before the Torah was the the, the Beit was, was was destroyed. It was written to get the Jews to do Teshuvah, telling you what's going to happen. So it was like a written prophecy. And when they told the king what was going on, we're going to see that the king's focus is as long as I'm the king, I don't care. So let's see what happens. Let's think about it. Amalei Miketi bases. What, oh, what is Navi wrote? What's going to happen? Let's see what he writes. What, what's, what does it say there? It says Echa Yashabadad. Ah, it says the first verse says, "Whoa, she sits alone." Amalei. Okay. A lot of people are going to be in Galut, but I'm still the king. It says she's going to cry at night. Now, crying at night is indicative. That Yerushalayim will be very, very sad. Amalei Anamalki, okay, I'm still a king. Amalei Bachot Mchelayim, she's going to cry at night. Amalei Anamalki says, "Well, I'm, I'm still a king." Galta Yehuda Meoni, when it says that Yehuda will, will go in Galut because there's a poor, he says, "Anamalka, let them go to Galut, but I'm still a king." Darchet Zion Avelut. He says, "Oh, the ways of Zion are going to be mourning." Anamalka, I'm still the king. Hayut al Rosh, when he said that the 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 heads became the enemies become the heads of the Jews, that means he's not the king anymore. He said, Who said this? Why is that? Ki Hashem Hoga al because Hashem spoke because of all the sins. Instead of him saying, Oh my gosh, let me get rid of these sins so it doesn't happen, Miyad Kadar he cut out the names of Hashem in the Megillat Echa that he had, and he threw those names on the parchment into the fire. That's what it says. It says that not only did he rip it out, it says they weren't scared and they didn't rip their clothes. Now the fact is that they didn't rip their clothes, you see that they should have ripped their clothes. Right? 
We're telling, we're telling you the story. We're telling you not only did he, did he throw them in, and he wasn't scared to rip his clothes. Why did you say he didn't rip his clothes? Or should he rip his clothes? And so you see, you have to rip your clothes when a sefer is burnt. Okay. Maybe he's supposed to rip their clo- their clothes because they heard. Who told you that the reason why they were supposed to rip their clothes was because of the sefer like a burnt? Maybe it's because they heard the bad news that the mikdash is going to be destroyed, and they go out. And maybe you never have to rip your clothes for, because, uh, because of a sefer that burns. Says the Gemara, no. It wasn't bad news. It was a, a prophecy that's going to be bad news. So it can't be that they did it for the prophecy. It must be they did it for the burning Sefer Torah. Because for a prophecy, it didn't happen yet. Can't do it yet. Good. Or they Correct. Amr Chelbo, If you see a burning Torah, you have to rip two, two rips. Echad doesn't give you one for the parchment, and one for the writing. Shneimar says, and the things, which means he did it for both. After the king burnt the Megillah and the words. So you see that both the words and the Megillah need a separate ripping. Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Huna, Bar Abba, have a They were sitting. Come, come, Rabbi Abba. Bari Lafnui. He wanted to go to the bathroom. Shakle to Tafta Achate Abesidra. He took his tefillin and he put it on a cushion that was there, so he didn't take it to the bathroom with him. Ama Ati Bat Neimata Naimta. An ostrich came. Bai the Biblai wanted to swallow the tefillin. I guess it was small tefillin. He says, Oh, if he would have eaten it, I would have to rip my garment twice. Why? Because you destroyed it. Because you got it right. Amalai told him, Minalach, how do you know? It happened to me. I came in front of a matna. He didn't know. I came in front of a huda. Amali, hachi amashmol, lo'amal el bezo ma'asashaya. We only say that you have to rip when the guy destroyed the Sefer Torah on purpose. But if it got burnt on its own, you don't have to rip. Mm-hmm. Meaning an ostrich eating it would not be that someone deliberately destroyed the Sefer Torah. An ostrich has no brains. Whereas... Uh, if a person deliberately throws it in the fire, then you have to then you have to do it. I got it. So animal. Animal. That's not considered on purpose. That's because the animal doesn't have brains. Okay. I don't think like animal would know. Like I mean, not know. They're not like they, but they, they realize the holiness. Yeah. Still, it's not a person who deserves to get punished for it doing not like that. Right. How do we know that the cities of Yehuda, when they, when they, you see them, you have to rip. It says that the people came from Shiloh and Shomron, 
There were 80 people. So th- th- these people didn't realize that the Beit HaMikdash had, had been destroyed because the news didn't spread. And it says that they came to the Beit HaMikdash to, with... with they brought, they brought a they were poor people, but they brought uh, a korban mincha, a flower offering to offer the Beit HaMikdash. And they didn't realize the Beit HaMikdash already got destroyed. And it says that they came with their stuff, and they also came with ripped clothes. Why? It must be that on the way in, they had seen the cities of Yehuda, and they ripped their clothes. And, they all, and when they got there, they realized there's no Beit HaMikdash. We know that they think the Beit HaMikdash is there, and they must have ripped already. must be that they ripped because of the cities of Yehuda before they got to Yerushalayim. Mm-hmm. You got it? Yeah, before, on the way. Amar Ulabri, Amar Bilazan. Yehuda You see the, the, the cities of Yehuda when they're destroyed? You say, Hashem, your holy cities became a desert, and you rip. Yerushalayim, you see Yerushalayim being destroyed. What, so for a city we would mourn, but for if some if people die we don't mourn like the war. No, we're gonna say later. Of course, when people die, you're mourn. But we're talking about when when you see the cities of Yushala, cities of Yehuda, which is Eretz where we're supposed to live in. That's where you have to. If you see those cities destroyed, then you have to be mourned. That's why Hashem wants our cities to be built up and people living there, not the empty, destroyed cities where Hashem can have, have should other cities be built and the, the cities of Yushalayim be destroyed, it's only because Hashem is letting out His anger on us. So in, in a war, they don't, in a war, they don't uh, rip. Unless it's big enough. I guess, that's what we said before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you see the Beit Hamikdash destroyed, Omer he says, the house of our holiness and our glory, which where where our forefathers praised you, became destroyed, burnt in fire. All our hopes were destroyed. So, so you see from here, this is what you, this is what we actually say. one day you go to Israel. This is what you're supposed to say when you rip your garments when you see the Beit Hamikdash. See the Kotel, you're supposed to say the same. And it becomes a talachah nowadays. Also, we go, we go to Israel go now. To, you go to the Kotel, you do this. Yes, I do it every time. Yeah, and, and, and I say this pasuk. It's not a pasuk. Beit Kodesh Shemitah Vitenu Shiluch Avitenu Hayul Sevatesh Mochom Vitenu Hayal Achorva. Okay, it's good to know. There's some people who they go this specifically on Shabbat where you're not allowed to rip, and then you're okay. Once you mm-hmm. saw it already on Shabbat, you, you, if you see it every day, you don't have to rip. And if you see it, if you've seen it within thirty days, you don't have to rip. So if you live you live in the city, you don't have to rip every day. But if you don't live there and you don't see it, then every 30 days you have to rip. Wow. Okay? We said in the bright top that you rip over the Bet Mekdash and you add a little bit of Yerushalayim to the rip. When you get to Tzofim, Tzofim, you see it, you rip. You rip once for the Mekdash. So you see that you're not just doing one and adding it, adding to it. You have to do a separate one for each one. Two separate rips. Why do we say that it's one rip and an addition for the Bet Mekdash? It should have been two separate rips. Not a question. Depends. If you met the Bet Mekdash first, then you could add to it. How do we go to Shalim? But it should be met you Shalim first, then you have to do a separate rip. No, if you see the cities of Shalim first, 
City of Shalim, and then you see the Beit Hamikdash. That's when you do two rips. When you do rip, do you stay with the closet all day long, or you stay only if you're there? No, you don't have to. Okay. Tell him to the bright time. The Kulan, the Shaim, the Shalim. You all let them back up. You could fold them back. Locked on, you can gather them together. You can make them, stitch them like ladders. But you can't weave them back. We said you can't fix it, you can't weave it like the Alexandrians do. People in Alexandria had expert tailors that used to weave the fabric back. Don't, you're not allowed to do that. You, have to, you can sew them back well, but not, not that well. A person who rips from the rippings. In other words, let's say a person had ripped something and then he shalaled it back. Or you folded it back. Or you gathered it back. Or you ladder stitched it back. If you rip the stitches, because it was still considered ripped. Okay? But, but if you did the Alexandrian stitching, Yatsa, then if you rip again on the same rip, you still you'll take. Because the Alexandrian stitching is like you put it is like totally back together. Mm-hmm. And therefore if you go go if you need to rip again, you can rip this along the same lines and it's fine. Well, so we said we can't do that. Why? We said we can't do the perfect the perfect stitching. So well let's say you could. Let's say you know how to do it. So if a person did the stitching, right, even though you weren't supposed to do it, if a guy did it. And then no, then then you're allowed to rip again on it because it's like it's it's like you fixed it. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, since it's not like you fixed it, so ripping again doesn't do anything because it's already ripped. You got it. Tell mm-hmm. around one second. Tell around. I shall have called You let him flip it over and fix it that way. He says you're not allowed to flip it over even if it's flipped. Just like the person who sold it, even if I sold it, I, I wasn't allowed to rip it because the person himself wasn't allowed to rip it because uh, it, it's he, he's not allowed to fix it. So to even a guy who buys it and it wasn't his loss, that guy he didn't lose his relative. Still, he's not allowed to fix it. And therefore, therefore, a guy who bought this garment has to tell the buyer that you can't fix it. You can't sell a guy a garment and tell him afterwards, by the way, I sold you, by the way, you can't fix it. can't do that. If you're selling something with a restriction, you have to mention it. First, you have to rip it a tefach. And if you add to it, then you have to add three fingers. So in other words, remember we said that there was a, a, you don't have to do, make a separate rip. You can rip, rip once and then rip a little more. Right, so the first one is a tefach, and the second one is three, three fingers, additional, less than less than a tefach. Okay, that is divrei remeir. That's remeir. Rabbi Yehuda said, no, the first rip is only three fingers to separate kosher, and the, and the addition could be even a small amount. Okay. Oh, oh, that's a good question, but actually no. Amar Ula halacha kiremeir bekira. We go like Remeyer when it comes to ripping. The first ripping, we go like Remeyer, that it has to be a tefach, which is the most. And we go like Yehuda when it comes to adding, that you can add a small amount. So it's a little bit strict and a little bit lenient. We have the tefach, the bigger one in the beginning, mm-hmm. and the lenient one when it comes to the adding. You don't have to do three, you only have to do a, a little job. Tanya Nami Hachi. 
There are bright like this also. It says, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Tichlak kira tefach, Lutosem kolshu, the same thing. Tana Rabbana, we learned, Avolo, met avi vikara. They told him that the guy's father died and he ripped. Met bin all, they told him the next day that your son died. And he adds to it. Tachton mahate, the bottom one, which is on the sun, you could mend. Elyon, the top one, you can't, you can't mend, because that's on a father and mother. We said you can't mend it on a father and mother. Right? Met okay. Let's say the guy, they tell him that his, his son died and he ripped. Okay? So he ripped the tefach. Right? Then he told him, then they told him his father died. So he, so he, he extended it. And the top you can mend, and the bottom one you can't mend, because the top is on the son, and the bottom one there is on the father. I was saying now that if, if, if your mend, if your rip got extended, yeah. one for a father, one for the son, mm-hmm. you can only do the, only the part that was on the son is the mending part. Either the top or the bottom, depending on... Where it is. Somewhere yes. Right. Now, met aviv met imo achiv met achoto. If they told him that his whole family died, father, mother, sister, brother, all passed away. You can rip one for all of them. Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera Omer al kulan korechad. Each one on all of them, it's all you can do one one big rip. Al aviv imo korechad. We need a separate one for the parents. So it's one for the brothers and sisters, and one for the parents. Not, not three. Who will be first? The father and mother? It doesn't say. The fishy and most of can't Since you can't add to your father, a person's father and mother, you can't add to it, and therefore you need a separate one for for a sister or a brother. Okay? My time, what's the reason? Why can't you do first the other ones and then extend it for the parents? You can't just add for a parent. You have to make a separate one. That you're not allowed to put add to the fathers. Doesn't he say that when it comes to Avilut? Right? So how can he say the strict one that you can't add? There was a rabbi who said that you did you could do one for all of them, right? And I thought you said you always go by Avalut, by the linear rabbi. So how are you Shmuel coming to say? I have a contradiction. On the one hand, you say when it comes to Avalut, go with the linear rabbi. Yeah. And on the other hand, here you're saying that you have to rip a separate rip for par- parents and for brother and sister. Why go with the lenient opinion? I thought you said we go with the lenient opinion by Avalut. That says that you that lenient opinion over here is saying that you you could rip one for everyone. Yeah, no, the lenient opinion says you rip one rip, little rip, and it counts for everybody. Yeah. You don't have to add to it. If you heard all the news all together, so one rip for everybody. Cause I ripped. Okay. The other one says no. You need one for the parents, one for the sisters. So says two rips. That's a strict one, yeah. and you always go with the lenient one. So how can you say I have to go with I have to do two rips? That's the strict one. You always say to go with the lenient one. Mm-hmm. It's your contradiction. You understand? Yeah, so one rip for all of them, then. That's the lenient opinion, right? Yeah. So what and you always say to go with the lenient opinion. Yeah. And here you go with the strict one. Right? Says, well no. That rule is not connected to me. I told you the rule by morning. 
Avilut lechur, kriya lechur. This is about ripping. Morning and ripping are two different things. And it doesn't say anywhere that ripping, we go with linear opinion. It says by morning, go to linear opinion. Okay, so morning, I'm still going to linear opinion, but this is not morning. Mm-hmm. It's ripping. Right. You got it? So, is, um, ripping is a separate, separate thing than morning. And on ripping, we don't go with linear opinion. Morning, how long you're sitting shiva? Yeah, that we go with the, with the rules about shiva, we go with the linear opinion. But it's not morning, it's ripping. Good. How far do you have to rip it? Till your belly button. Which means, you don't have to rip it to the belly button. It means, I'm sorry. It means that, let's say you're adding. So, how far could you still go, and it's still counted, up to the belly button? Once you get to the belly button, you have to do a separate rip. Okay. Okay? Some say, no, oddly bore only till the heart, and then you can't go anymore. Even though there's no proof, there's a remembrance in the Pasuk. Rip up to your hearts and on your clothes. Once you got to the belly button, then you have to move. If, if a person made a rip all the way down to the belly button, then he has to go back up, move three three away from the first rip, and rip again. Okay, Because you want to make a new rip, it can't be right next to the other one. It has to be a few Petrochim away. He have a guy, right? So he rips all the way down to the belly one. He can't rip anymore. It doesn't count anymore, right? So now you got to go up to the top, you and make a new rip and rip down. But you can't do it right next to the other one. You have to move it at least um, uh, three, three, three fingers away. Let's say it's full of rips. The whole front is ripped. You can flip it over and rip there. Whatever you're ripping for. Either, either for family or for Sefer Torahs or whatever, whatever happens, right? Of course, right. You can flip it upside down. But if you, a person rips on the bottom or the sides, it doesn't doesn't that. He rips it on the bottom. Can a person go from morning to morning? Yeah, it could happen. But we're telling you here that. Well, let's say a guy says, you know, I don't want to rip the top. I want to rip the bottom. He's not your to. It has to be ripped on the top. Yeah. Both in the name of Avua, the Shmuel, and Levi. One says that if he had a double mourning, you could, you could rip any time during the whole Shiva. After the shiva, you have to you 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 don't have to rip again. You can just add. Another one says no. You have to rip all thirty days. After thirty days, we'll see if you can add. So the question. The one who said that all seven days you could rip. Am I why? Does he say that? The Lord intentionally law. Because he didn't have permission to, to sew it back. And therefore, if you don't have permission, then if you extend it, you didn't make a new thing, it'd still be the old one. We're assuming that the fact that we tell you that you, that you have to rip a separate one during the first one, during the, during the seven days, is because since you have no right to rip it, to, since you have no right to sew it, so therefore it's, consider, 
if you would rip any more, it would be on the original one. And therefore, if you need a new one, you have to make a new separate one. Okay? That's what we're assuming. This that the rabbi said, that the woman could, rip, could, could put it back right away. Does that mean that she could just extend the original one? We said that she could sew it back right away. Why? Oh, someone said, no. That's only because of Kavod of Isha. And therefore, she can't extend it either. Okay? Yeah, she, no, she's exempt from this thing of leaving it like that. And therefore, Therefore, it's okay. Therefore, no, therefore, she won't have a special heter to be able to extend it because she also really has to leave it. We're just letting her get away with it because she's a woman. The one who says that all 30 days you have to rip, right? Because you're not allowed to fix it. You want to say, that, let's say you have a rip for parents, which you never let her put it back together. So you want to say that if another guy dies, then you're never allowed to extend it? But, but, but since you're not allowed to fix it, maybe you're not allowed to extend it. Because we're assuming that fixing and extending are together. No. Over there, you're really allowed to fix it. Just because of Kavori appearance, we don't let you. And therefore, if you would rip more, it would work. Okay? Let's say a guy walked out with a ripped garment in front of a dead body. It's like he's robbing the dead and he's robbing the living. Why are you robbing the dead? He's robbing the living because he's fooling them into thinking that he ripped it over this guy when really he, was, he just put on a ripped garment. Right? Yeah. And he's robbing the dead because he's not making a new rip. He's just, just walking with an old one and he, he, he could have given him there's a, the koach, and you you robbed him. It's interesting, we see from here that if a person doesn't rip, it's like you're robbing the dead people. They, they get a benefit from it. You would think, okay, it's my obligation, but it doesn't mean that it helps them. No, it helps them when you do it. Okay? Because we say we rob the dead. Rashbag says, If a guy tells his friend, My father's very sick, I might have to rip, lend me a garment, I want to rip it. You found, you went there, you found your father died, you could rip it and then you could fix it because since it's not yours, you can fix it. When you go back home, you could give him back the guy's garment and you could pay him for the rip. But if you didn't tell him, I said, Lo, you got boy, you shouldn't touch him. Tell him what I'm going to the brighter. If you have a sick guy and his relative died, don't tell the guy that the relative died. Maybe his mind will get upset. He can't rip your garments from him. Don't let them cry in front of him. If he's a sick guy, if you tell him, you're going to make it worse, don't tell him. You might think that you have to tell him. What do you mean? He has a chiyut to sit shiva, but since he's sick, so you shouldn't tell him. And they rip for a kid because of agmat nefesh. And a person can rip for his father-in-law or mother-in-law because of respect for your wife. 
Amar Papa Papa says, Tana be'evil rapti. It says in in the second evil, the midrash of the second evil, Avaloy aniach tinok betocheko. You shouldn't have your kid in your lap. Reshim if you all this chok, because you can make laughter. But it's not mitkanei albriot, and and that then people will be will be uh, will look down on you. So you shouldn't have a kid sitting on the lap of a mourner if you can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard. The kids run to the mother's lap. It's better not to. You can't serve a meal on on fluke beds, only on regular beds. If you go to a bed, evil. If he was close to the person, then you serve him on, 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 on a footbed. If not, then do it on a regular bed. Rava got, had a family member passed away. He went to Abba Mamata, who was Abba Manuni, came to see Rava. Rava, Zakif Rava, made a bed for him to sit on. Abba Mamata, Kafi, Rava Abba flipped it. Amar, Kamalet be dat lahaitz uvanan. He says, "Oh, look, this this rabbi has no brains. Why is he flipping over flipping the bed? If I flipped it over for him, because he's a rabbi, he should go sit in it." Tan rabbanan. If you go from place to place on business and you found out over there that you're a mourner, if you're able to stop your business, you might. You should stop your business. In if you can't, because you're already there already and you spent on the travel. Then you go yelling mahem. Then you can continue doing business mm-hmm. with the people with you, but not by yourself. Okay, we're going to stop at the words Tanur Banan on the top of Chavzayin Ovet. Baruch Adonai Le'Olam. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow morning, we'll start from Tanur Banan on second line down on Chavzayin Ovet.